This right. is an eight iron, and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite, and it's in. Kind of like that. I would like to welcome back to the Sub 70 podcast a professional golfer who truly enjoys a fresh pack of Chesterfields early in the morning when he's smelling the dew and the fresh <laughs> grass, along with us, Manhattan, the one, the only. Mike you got to put Ryan. You got to put Ryan in that in the Manhattan. The Ryan Ryan, whiskey, the whiskey in the Chesterfield. It really enhances the burn in the chest. Right. I mean that. That's a man. Right. <laughs> one of these days. That's one a, of these days. I'm going to try all the uh, cigarettes he keeps throwing out there and just see which one I like, so I can <laughs> submit a Yelp review. Can you imagine how harsh a field straight would be? That was like that was like the number one cigarette in 1951. There's no way you could get two of them down without just literally dying. Hey, right? Like, there's no way. That's the, uh, that's the post-World War II economy oh. there. Chesterfield. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, that's a, that's like be dead at 49 of a heart I, attack. You smoked actually, those I, for 25 years. Like, you're not. I think that's what my grandma and grandpa actually smoked when he got back for the war with Chesterfield. I'll have to double check on that. But. but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's a that's a man's that's not like that's a I'm not screwing around set right well, there. That's like give me lung cancer. Well, that makes now. wild turkey seem like a talent, you know? Yeah, yeah. compared yeah, to the exactly. cigarettes nowadays. Well, uh, uh, speaking of your health, I've uh, there's a rumor you had to pull out of the qualifier. You're not feeling good. You got the sniffles. I'm going to ask what else is going on with your body, but you, you're doing okay. I'm, I'm just fine. I literally had a 24 hour head cold. Starting Monday night, my qualifier was Tuesday morning. I had to email the guys and just say, hey, I can't show up, you know, sneezing or coughing because it's in your protocol. I can't do it, even though I don't have COVID. I was going to try and mask it and show up, but I just couldn't do that and get away with it because if someone calls me, then I'm spending the night in jail next to some guy I'm probably not going to be very good friends with. So I ended up bagging it. I mean, it was 38 degrees and snowing here uh, on Tuesday. So I'm not, wasn't overly, yeah. you know, disappointed in missing it. But in the end, though, when I'm, you weren't, go ahead. You, you weren't crying. I wasn't quite, I wasn't quite crying. Um, my girlfriend noticed that I was a little bit, um, what would be the word to describe it, on edge around the house that day? Because I was just staring out windows a lot and listening to seal and stuff like that. So it was, you know, maybe a little bit of Celine Dion, but it, it, it was, it was tough. I mean, like I've only had to withdraw from one other tournament in my golf career and it was due to injury at the Monday qualifier in Indiana. And so whenever I, so I actually had to like think of how I even wrote a withdrawal email to the Southwest PGA section and, uh, and Mike Martino. So yeah, that was, it's always fun. You know, well, these things will like if it was if they don't kill you, you come back stronger. Well, so I'm going to expect continued greatness in 2021 from this mild setback. Uh, just just a mild right. setback in my training program. You know, I'm having my first drink this week uh, with you because you told me that the more right. if I'm halfway in the bag, the show is a lot more interesting. So I'm a cheap date tonight. I mean, at least for me, it is. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't have to right? well, just... well, what I'm calling you saying. 
hey, so my dad didn't really like the setup on the hybrid, uh, the seven hybrid that you sent him. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, I need a Chesterfield to get through this shit. Right. Or I would just tell the old man to aim further right and hook it more and and just let it that, go, right? Just nails, that, just let it that go. That poor guy. I don't know what I don't know what two hybrids you sent him, but you sent me a picture of one, and I go, uh, I, I don't know which one that is because they were different. And he's a guy who doesn't like change, right? I told him three times that the putter that he ordered is sold out, and he's on. Next time you guys get the putter in stock, it's on its way. It's already reserved with his name on it. And he gets the box and he goes, hey, there's no putter in it. And I go, I told you three times there's, there's no putter. Well, he likes, he's, he's, he's like a five-year-old at Christmas. He can't play. <laughs> well, the, well, the thing is, right? he's got I mean, the old guy so excited with, with how far he was hitting his hybrids. I, I, I went home and played the simulator. I didn't take my clubs. I used his, and I thought about ordering some because they're just nuclear. Yeah, that, I mean, we're going to get him shooting like 86 from 6,000 yards here. You know it's what? Coming. As long as he doesn't have to chip, he's it's a coming. great golfer. But rumor has it that's part of the game. Can't you just let his wrist like to the wedge so there's like no flip at all where it's just no choice? You just lock him right, in. Right, but that goes against everything that Club Pro guy teaches. Like hold, hold it coming down. And as soon as you feel like you're out of position, you panic, flip it. Flip it. Right. Just flip Spotty's flip. If I t- flip I know that you I mean it's what the screens do. Right, and I know that you have an Android phone so it's like shooting a, you know, 70 styles porno on that thing with the video quality. But if I took a video of my dad beta. You're just beta. shipping, you would say, "Wow, I can't believe that this guy still plays golf." Can't you just teach him to, you know, you know, accentuate the left wrist forward and don't Well, down he and just, he know, has this thing like uh, just... he falls under the category of a neurological disorder. Ooh, is it a yip? Yeah, yeah the that's the dreaded yip at the bottom. So, Ooh. yeah, so he is. So, if I go into my lesson book of like all 80 people that I've worked with over the years, and I have like six people in the category of neuro- neurological disorders, I just have to pull up that file and it's like front page newspaper. All right. So, before we get into the PGA Tour, because I always like your perspective, you know, all the guys out this is actually a good core, a professional. And you've worked with a lot of people, and you've played in programs, and you've helped people. Okay, and I'm dead serious when I ask this. So I know how to chip. You know, you got the left wrist kind of motion, right? The classic Luke Donald, bowed left wrist, no flip, simple, right? Sweep the club, wedge doesn't work. What do you do for an amateur golfer who is struggling with that? Like, what? how do you go about the yip or the flip body stop where they just can't kind of rotate? hold that left wrist and retain that angle and just make that chip motion. So you've worked with a lot of people. You've done the pro-am stuff, like I said. Give me your three kind of like how we're going to help this guy when you see it happening. Like where, how do you go with that problem? Well, I mean, a lot of times when you have the bow left wrist coming down, you have a you basically have a narrow attack angle, right? And a lot of people feel that they have to help the ball into the air so that's where the early, basically, you would call it casting. You'd call it throwing the club head from behind, um, you know, so on and so forth. And term, you're never going to get in trouble striking down on the golf ball when you're chipping. It, you're just, you're, you're never going to do it. And a lot of people either play the ball in the middle of, the, middle of their stance, where if you play the ball in the middle of your stance and you're holding the angle, your arms are going to outrace the club head and you're going to hit behind it 
therefore feeling like you have to flip your wrist to get the club head to catch up. You either play the ball if you're going to go high super far forward in your stance or you play it super far back in your stance and you just play it low. Isn't it easiest to put it back in the stance and just let them sort of shell it out in the bottom and just hit the ball first and don't hit ball first and hit down. And you always, you always want to feel like you have a little bit of an out to in motion. Cause if you, if you are have the ball back and you're basically coming really far from the inside, your, your arms are going to go out and the club head is going to drop underneath your arm plane. Same thing that happens in the full swing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to flip it in order to get the club head to catch up. But Play the ball. Do you ever do the John John drill where it's just one-handed? Just you do it left-handed if you're a right-handed. Golfer? Always, uh, and I'll, I'll go back and forth between hands because I'm a right-handed dominant chipper. I'm a right-handed dominant golfer, like in everything that I do. Where there's no right and wrong way to do it, I just do everything right-handed. So my right hand being closer to the club head, I grip it tighter with that. That's where I put all my face rotation on it, and then I just keep my right forearm and my right wrist going forward if I want to drive it low, or I just open the face, cut across it, get it going up a little higher in the air. If you're a left-handed golfer, I mean, it's probably easiest if you start with like a pitching wedge and just stand next to the green, grip it all the way down to where the grip meets the shaft and play it back and then just work on keeping that left wrist stable, hinging it, holding it all the way through impact just to keep, that is if you are a flipper, which 95% of people Mm -hmm. that have chipping issues are flippers. And so you just can't let that break down. And Dave Pels back in the day, he actually gave me a really good drill. He told me to stand super close to the ball, stand the shaft straight up. So the toe is on the ground and then take the shaft and anchor it against my forearm, my left forearm. So basically it feels like you're, left arm is bowed but it's really not it's just straight kind of the way you have to hold it and it's exactly the same thing that Kucher and DeChambeau do with their putting but you, you stand super close with like a seven iron or an eight iron put the toe down let the shaft go up the forearm and then you just make a putting motion and with the toe down it eliminates all of the grab from the uh from the grain and it it's just a very simple way of doing it, of getting the face on the ball. 100%. If you are ever in doubt with a lie around the green, put the toe down, get really wide, and, and let it go. Because the toe will, what will happen is the toe will hit the grass, and it'll stop, and, the, and basically um, the hosel of the shaft will come through, and it'll help the ball into the air. It's just a way, it's just a simple, yeah, yeah, it's just a simple way in order to get locked on the ball. I would recommend practicing it at least a hundred tr- times before you video yourself doing it and send it to all your friends. <laughs> it it is though crazy. Like some people really struggle. Like it, like you know, it's think I haven't had that happen where I've got a chipping yet. But it's like, yeah, I, I you know, when we work with people in fittings, like I, you know, you just sort of, you know, don't don't just don't you just chip it. But people struggle, man. It's hard, it's right? Super like super hard. And- it's the thing a, is with PJ Tour courses is a lot of the greens that you will see are elevated. And back in, I want to say it was maybe the early 2000s, um, golf course superintendents, um, especially after the recession, they're like, how do we find out ways to eliminate the cost of golf course maintenance? And it's, it's not growing the rough out. 
around the green. So like if we can just not grow the rough out, we'll shave everything down and, um, and, and we'll go from there. So if you're sitting there off a tight lie into the grain, going uphill to a tuck pin and have to stop it, it is a hard shot for 95% of golfers. That, yeah, it's a hard get, shot. If it's into the grain, floor, that's a hard shot, man. I'm, I'm just going safety first and putting off my back foot and going Nick Faldo's circa 1987 <laughs> in the British uh, Open. Like, I'm just running. Uh, right? 100%, like, right? 100 well, And that's for, what a lot of guys have started doing. Because if you look back, if you go back and you watch golf in the late 90s, early 2000s, there's thick rough around the greens everywhere. And it's, it's a lot of people find it easier to chip out of thick rough because you have a cushion underneath the ball. Can you spin it as easily? I agree. Absolutely not. But, you know, especially golf in the Midwest, back to front sloping greens, older style golf, rough around the edges, and you have more of a cushion underneath the chip. If you shave that down, all of a sudden you go, man, I have six different ways that I can play this shot. What's and no, and, no and very little margin of error. And, and right. And, and you had the worst for me is like I said, and like Florida, like the tight around the, and I'm Midwest guy, right? So I'm not used to the grain, like really graining to you tight Florida. Ooh, horrible. That's I, I, yeah. I, I don't even, I mean, I like I've resorted to just, Taking my twelve footer and moving <laughs> quietly, like, I, I I don't. You have to like I'd have to get you have to like sh- have somebody show you how to hit the lob shot to not stick it in the ground. I, I tell you what, best best in the business that I've seen. You had him on the podcast, Gabe said. He yeah, goes around yeah. and throws you into the grain, down grain. There was a time he had his old um, wedge out. Uh, we were down there working on some stuff a few years ago. And he was, this is when him and Kevin Chappell were working together. So they go out on the back of the range of TPC and he starts putting me out of like hard pan divots. And he had his old wedge, his old Cobra wedge that he had played in the masters with that has zero degrees of bounce. And it's all cut out on the back in order to cut through the grass. I mean, it's just, it's a really sweet wedge. And he went and he was just showing me how to hit out of divots with spin off a hard pan to short sided pins. And it's just, it's amazing to watch because you have to be so, you have to be so aggressive, but you also have to be a hundred percent in control. Cause a lot of people think aggressive is lash at it, but you're, you're not lashing. You're like, like, like you're aggressive, but you're also very smooth at the same time. I mean, and this, I mean, and he'll go throw himself on a down slope into the grain to a short sided pin and he'll take a divot that looks like you just hit a seven iron and this ball come out high spin soft. He'll hit, hit it like a bunker shot. And the thing just comes out dead and rolls out to six feet. And, you know, you're, you're sitting there with your, I'll just say you're sitting there with your drink in your hand going, wow, I just lost another hundred dollars to this guy. when I thought I had him beat. When, when we're referring to uh, Gabriel Yepstead, uh, yep. played European tour and PJ tour and, Winner, but the people listening know who we're talking about. When you see his short game up close, is it? I mean, I'm a great short game, you're a professional. The guys you play, it's great. Is it that much? Is it just stupid good of how it's, efficient he is with his short it's game? It's stupid good. Um, it's, I mean, when you watch him, uh, so we'll go out there, we'll play 11 or 21, right? So yeah, you take two balls, and if you chip it, the first one, the closest, you get two points. If your second ball is closest, you get one point, you know, so you can get all three points and you, and then, but if he chips it to a foot and then the second one's to three feet, 
and I chip it to one inch, two inch, I get all, you know, I get all three points. If my first one is closest than his and the second one's closer than mine, I get one point. So we'll play to 11 or we'll play to 21 or, or whatever. And he will go throw you behind these mesquite trees at TPC and be completely short-sided into the grain off of wet grass. And he'll just start throwing 60 degrees over trees and spinning them back to four feet, you know? And then you're sitting there and you're hitting your first one to five feet thinking it's good, but guess what? You're not closest. And then we'll go and throw in the downslip of a bunker with nothing to work with short-sided and he'll hit, you know, two to four feet and you'll hit one to one foot and then you'll skull fuck the other one over onto the other part of the driving range. You know, he's that good. It's that world-class level of it, talent. It, he's that it, good. It a hundred percent is. And I mean, there's a reason why the guy is home for a couple days and then he's out in California he's out in Texas, he's out in Florida teaching all these guys and you go on Instagram and watch his videos. I think his handles Gabe golf. Um, it's world-class stuff. It, it just, it does. And every he's now good, and then he'll screw up, you know, too. and every now and then he'll screw up yeah. and you'll be like, wow, like I didn't realize that, but then he'll get on himself and he'll hit the next one to six inches. And there you go. Quick recovery process. And he's a good guy. He's awesome. He's awesome. He still straps his little workout deal around the tree in our courtyard and like at five in the morning, he's out there doing push-ups and stuff. It's, it's pretty fun to watch. Then he goes and jumps in his non-heated pool, which in the middle of wintertime, that's a little, that's a little rough. Yeah. You're still out in your bathrobe (laughs) on your third bill and your fourth cigarette, just taking life in and watching Gabe do this, right? I mean, you're not ready for that kind of activity early. You know, yeah, yeah. Slippers. slippers. Got the little foo foo dog next to me. Huh. What are you doing, guy? You're happy, <laughs> right? You're living th- like 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 you're in the French countryside or yeah, something. Yeah, actually, you know, we we you know you know. In fact, I'm going to start buying a lot of Lacoste since I can't buy Ralph Lauren anymore. Poor Justin Thomas. Well, uh, I was going to ask you too. Another that you you put an update. We were watching it kind of live as. Your account is getting killed. Uh-oh, I'm coming back. I think you were down big. Then you rallied in one big on the uh, PGA Tour uh, home game with all the guys. So is there any updates on uh, people love hearing the stories of the gamble hair and all the guys on tour? You rallied back is well, what I kind of correct Well, here's the thing. Sean came out. He was four under through four. His partner, um, his partner that day wasn't – quiet this enough. He was just kind of hanging on doing whatever. And Sean was immediately walking to the tee box. He goes, today might be a course record day boys. And I'm going, Oh shit. And, and we started clawing back a little bit. We started clawing back a little bit. Sean made a bogey, which I was surprised to see. So he goes, well, there goes that. That It happens, happens, you know, but, um, but yeah, so we climbed back. And by the way, when I meant I won big, I was probably down a couple hundred dollars and I think we ended up winning 25 or 30 and that it, it was a win. win. Right? It was a big, yeah, that's it was a, a big that, win. Yeah. I was riding high. I went and got a case of top ramen, came home, spoiled the girlfriend. She was super happy. So then the next day we go out and, uh, and play and Sean's partner uh, shows up right for his tea time. He's still shaking from the night before, you know, all this other stuff. And they took us for, 
probably a, I'm just going to be safe here and say a couple hundred dollars. And I had to go home with my tail between my legs, uh, confront the girlfriend, let her know I could not take her to Taco Bell that night. And, you know, we were, we were going to have to settle for something else like Del Taco. Bush lattes and bush latte and ramen yeah. noodles. Yeah, it's like just that. the thing is, it is so. I'll say it time and time again. It is so impressive to watch Sean play golf. It just anytime you go out there and you tee it up with a guy, he is a class act of a dude. He loves to have a good time. He even showed up on the second day. He's like, "Hey, guess what, boys? Not drinking today." And we're like, oh, "Okay, why is that?" He goes, "I'm ah, just going to take the day off from drinking." After nine holes, he goes. I think he shot one under on the front. He goes, boys, I'm pissed. I'm going to go in and get a couple of tequila fresca. <laughs> and I just said, oh, shit, we better play better on the back. And then Sean went out and lit us up on the He's he back. He went yep. and lit us up on the back. <laughs> you know, not not good. <laughs> well, it was, speaking of, uh, he must have found the happy point asking for, like, questions for the, the people on Twitter, the fans of the great Mike Dominic. I thought there was an interesting question that came about, and, and, and part of it is, and I know you've done some research on this, is what is basically kind of like I always equated to darts in a bar. There is a sweet spot of alcohol versus performance. If you go one or two over, you throw. If you're under, you're a little nervy. You know, it's like the dart zone for golf. So I know you've done some research. It sounds like O'Hare found that on the back nine. I'm guessing you've been in the alcohol zone of greatness on the golf course before. It's not your first Never. rodeo. What did you find doing your hardcore research on this of what's uh, optimal for most Well, I golfers? went with, okay, so we had we had Sean. I mean, he just said, hey, two tequila frescoes. I'm, I'm all right. And that's when he's out hanging out with the boys. You know, like he's a good dude. Uh, PJ Tour player number two, he's going to remain anonymous. But he said two John Daly's on the front three on the back and he is quote unquote primed and i have all the respect in the i, like I have all the respect in the world for him because he said dude i just went straight to john daly's like how many shots are in a john daly officially at a country club with a country club pool you're hanging out at a nice it's place a shot, it's a shot order of john daly a shot how many a shot and a half shot a quarter right now okay so let's just say two shots at a country club it's probably fair. yeah two shots so you're rolling okay. you know you're rolling or, yeah, yeah, you're ready to go to dinner after that, you know? Yeah, what, seven or eight in yeah, sort of yeah, scenario? Yeah, but, and that's just on the golf course. I mean... Right, 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 that's the warm-up. Warm but that's playing some quality golf. That's air-quoted prime. That's playing that's quality good. golf and shooting, shooting 65, taking your money, then taking your girlfriend out on the other guy's dime, and, and you had a good day. Okay. Yeah, that's PGA Tour player number two. Now, moving on from that, we have we have a member at, at, at Pinnacle, the peak, I'll call it, who's a one handicap, and he went a different route. He said the chewing tobacco is constant. So so he goes, he goes chewing tobacco, nice. at least a can around. So he sticks with a round a can, depending on where the bets get, he fluctuates up or down, quarter, half a can. Okay? So then he says two beers with lunch, plus a full cooler on the golf course. So that's Two beers at lunch. Let's just say you fit a six-pack in the cooler. So you got a six-pack on standby. On the front nine, you go with two Captain and Cokes, and then you adjust up as necessary on the back. So, like, if you're playing pretty well, you're doing good, you might go get two or three at the turn. And then if you're playing bad, you just make them doubles. So you're mm-hmm. well on your way to Shitspaceville. And then he also put a little side note in here that said, avoid eating. So... Wow. Yeah, I mean, so that's... I like this yeah, guy. Yeah, that's... 
that's commitment right there. Um, the other question is too, probably not doing skull bandits. You're talking like full on Copenhagen. No, yeah, he's not doing skull bandits. No, I believe his, I believe his flavor is no. Copenhagen mint. I think is, I think is what he does. But, but no, I mean, this guy's a seasoned vet. He golfs Friday one day a week. He actually set the record last year for most Ubers taken home on a Friday in the club. At least he's not drinking and driving. So, and, and here's the thing: the guy. The guy's a stick. If he practiced all the time, he'd easily be a plus three, former college player. I mean, the guy's a stud. When he's my partner, he shoots 84, and he starts complaining about something else. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I I have another one, though, if, like, for the chewing part of it, also go unnamed. Was I was impressed. Red man in the back, Copenhagen wow. front at the same time. Most people go business in the front, party in the back. While, while drinking. Two of them going. Wad in the back, the Copenhagen in the front with alcohol. Person's famous, too. That's... I was like, that's that's, that's a man. Good. Did I ever, did, did that's I ever tell man. you about the John Deere qualifier when I had two can? The guy in the front nine took an entire can and put it no. in one cheek, and then the back nine took an entire can and put it in the other cheek? No, he was a club of, pro. Of just regular was, dip. Yeah, of just... Grizzly, grizzly, whatever mint. The whole, the whole can. can? He put the whole can in one in one cheek, and then the back nine. He whips that out. He pulled out another can. Takes the entire thing. Just stuffs it in his other cheek, and he and just left, just left it, it like just soaking for nine, yeah. basically. Oh, I mean, oh god, I, I, I've never seen anybody do I mean, that. Good thing I didn't ask him That's, for some. I don't oh. know where I would have got it. <laughs> Can you imagine buzz or rush from that if, one? If you're having to do oh. that to get a buzz or rush, dude, I'm just – I'm letting you know you, you got some demons in you. I mean, that's like beyond wild turkey demons. You're on the Copenhagen <laughs> demons. <laughs> did, did he play better once he – I mean, once he, he got fine. that one on he that second go-around, was he like – He's He was a club pro. I mean, he, yeah, he was a club pro. He – you know, he, he was away from the family, I guess, for a day. You know, it was like a hunting trip with the boys. And, yeah, he's just... You know, it, it, good for him. I mean, I think he shot 75 or something like that. I was pretty happy with himself and got away from the office on a Monday. Oh, man. God, that's a... That's a that's two cans of... Ch- that's impressive. I'm just trying to gather, like, much of it in your system at one point. So, yeah, so he basically red-manned a, a, a thing of chew, essentially. They'll just wadded it back there and called it. A- yeah, I mean, hmm. I mean, good for him. Um, but <laughs> I just thank God I never started it. Oh, thank God I never started that habit. God. That 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 must be. I've talked to people. That's like the worst habit to quit. You ever seen anybody try to quit that? Um, it's well, gotta be. It's been drinking, from what I've heard. It lasts like a hole, and then like someone presses and they make a bogey. All of a sudden, it's like I got to throw it in and calm the nerves. The thing about the thing about nicotine, um, talking to doctors, I mean, nicotine will make you shaky, right? If you're not used to it, nicotine will make you shaky. But then, if you have the shakes because you're on a you're on a downer, you have to get something to kind of. Or well, if, well, if you have the shakes because you're on an upper, like like you know, you just missed a four footer, you need something to calm you down because your body's absent from the from the nicotine. Yeah, thank God I never did that one. Um... But anyway, thank you for doing the research. Is there a, play, a PGA Tour player number three, or are you going with PGA Tour number no, one? No, PGA Tour, that was one and two. Friday yeah, night. that was PGA Tour. The other okay. guys, I got two former NFL players here. Well, um, okay. You know, one. Athletes. Definitely athletes. 
Um, the first guy, you might know him. He was, he was an entourage. Um, famous guy, probably, probably USC football. Uh, he says he goes through four shots of Jack Daniels and two cigarettes, which is usually, which is usually consumed by the eighth hole. And I, I said, well, what happens if you get worse? He goes, it doesn't matter. It always gets better. Because if the golf doesn't get better, at least I'm drunk and I enjoy myself. So now, does he smoke out? Just just like he has his two smokes and he's two heaters and he's good. I mean, to go. He'll smoke when he drinks or you know whatever. Like he's at a party. Yeah. It's not like he's casual. Yeah, it's not like he's stepping outside at yeah. lunch having a cigarette. You know. But yeah, I mean, I mean that was that was interesting. But the thing is, like four shots of Jack Daniel through eight holes. And I'm normally in the parking lot. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's going to probably I'm remember that edge at this point. So so far the synopsis from these elite athletes somewhere around like if you're taking all eighteen holes, six to eight ounces of hard alcohol for eight eighteen. That's I mean that's kind of and that well that way he just cruises at the back. He grabs a couple of drinks. He cruises at the back. Um, you know at the turn, but I mean when you're keeping a flask and you're going through four shots and eight holes because you got the jitters and. You're not doing very good. That's that's tough. Um, I was thinking it would be a little less than that, but like I said, these guys are trained professionals, so I'm not going to argue with I will results. never, never, ever try to outdrink any one of the guys. Well, just one of them. Just one guy I would try to outdrink because he's PJ Tour player number two. I would try and outdrink um, the other guys. I no, I, I would I would be divorced. I'm not even married. Um, <laughs> the second the second NFL player, um, let's see, he starts with two vodka Gatorades, or as he calls them, Staterades. He has two beers in reserve, two shots of screwball, and two cigars in the bag, <laughs> just in case it starts going awry. And then he, as the round goes on to the back nine, he basically will go with whatever. And we can't use his name on a podcast. I'm sure that you know exactly who this is. Sometimes we'll go with half an eight ball. But, you know, if he just um, – if you see the cigar – I have Yeah, if idea. you see the cigar in his mouth and he's yeah. playing golf, you know he's not doing very good because he always goes, I'm six over through four. I just had a great lesson. I can't, I can't fathom how bad I'm hitting the ball. It's cigar time. I'm going to enjoy my nature walk. And, and then he – Probably plays. You know what? More drinky, less thinky. There you go. Yeah, and then so we have figured yeah. out the 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 matrix here. We're getting closer. It seems like so. Then now we're also bringing in essentially almost like a plan B. So there's like a front nine plan, and then the back nine could be the two or three shots or a mixture of a cigarette or a, a dip, but. There's like a like a nuclear button, right? If 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 you need to hit it, if you're just ejecting, then it seems like the back nine plan could be. There's less of, for lack of a better word, there's less of a, a, a blueprint here. The, it could get a, a little uglier per se or non congruent. Exactly. The the back nine. There there is no blueprint for the back nine. It's. I mean, I've seen guys run out of alcohol when they need it the most and just scramble for whatever they can get. I mean, coolers in backyards. Hey, can I borrow your dip? Hey, can I bum a cigarette? You don't even smoke. Yeah, but today's a different day. 
You know, it's it, it's up to anything to distract you if the round starts going sideways. Like if you're Titanic and you've hit the iceberg, you start trying to find any sort of lifeboat. Well, what you have to do is know somebody at the club who lives on the course so you can always just go over to their house and like walk in and grab beer. I'm not I'm not going to like say I'm not going to say this officially in case our head pro is listening, but we do have basically a house of hole on the back that has a refrigerator. That's good. That's always well stocked. Um, the problem is is if you mm-hmm. need to hit the hard liquor, you gotta call in an airstrike. So you gotta call the shop, have them send out have them send out the girl because we don't have a drink card out of our club. So we have to call Jose or Kimmy in the bar and they have to run out with a plate of shots and go from there. You do what you got to do. I mean, we're, it's, we're, it's we're, we're survivors. Yeah. I'd, I'd take in a foxhole if we were getting shelled. <laughs> you would, I'm with I, you. I'd share a foxhole with I'm you, with but you. you'll, you'll find out a dismal river. I yeah. think. Are you going to make I mean, it I'm out planning this year? I blocked Hopefully. it off my schedule. So like we got a crew coming out this year. It's, it's, it's last year was a blast this year. That group, you got, you got, you got some sticks coming. There's going to be some professional golfers out there. The uh, woodhead will not be the only guy playing tees this year. You got, you know, hopefully JJ can make it, you know, maybe Ed Laura Petey. You got big time Powell Grant Goltz coming out. And with a name like big time Powell, it's a long way. Sounds like it. You're playing the. I mean, it's you got some athlete. You got some athletes. Do you want to hear the big story? It's a great I do. Game. I 100 percent do. Okay, so big time pow. So Goltz just kills it, right? And first time we're ever out at Dismal River, no one was members. They uh, they put us out with the uh, assistant golf pro to kind of chaperone with us around to see if we were going to cause any trouble. Which I don't know how you could cause trouble in the middle of nowhere. Like there's Nothing to damage. But anyway, we were around. And the back tees back in like 2009, 10, like it was like 7,700 years from the tips. Like it was crazy hard. The tee boxes aren't even there anymore. Like the, I think like the slope was like 78 or 79. So, you know, got the guys who never played the golf course before, right? And, you know, everyone hits it, quote unquote, carries it 300 yards, right? Sure. So the, the, the assistant's like, well, you know, I'd kind of hit it like a 260 carry, and Grant's like, yeah, you know, um, we used to a little bit more aggressively. He's like, well, that's like a you know, 295 carry, 300 yards, and Grant's like, yeah, it's okay. So that line's where Goltz hits this drive and just kills it, right? And the look on the face, you know, he's never seen taken. And he, he, we're all standing there, and he just looks at this ball flight. He's like, jeez, man, that's that's just big time. Goltz, Goltz turns around, looks at him, and goes, you're goddamn right it is. And then from that point forward, we're like, big time pow, big time pow. So then the stuck. He just looks straight at your goddamn right it is. That the look of the guy's face, like, because you can now have to imagine, like, how many people could literally, you know, take these. He's a great athlete, former D1 golfer. Like, he can really play in USAM stuff. He can play. But... To watch that guy's face. He was thinking, there is no way in hell this guy can go to the tips, you know, carry it over that shit for that far. No way. Like, I'm going to be searching balls all day. He just <laughs> smokes this thing. The look on the guy's face was just like, oh, man, that's, that's just big time. Goddamn right it is. Goddamn right it is. Big time, pal. Big time, pal. That's like the kid's story. So big time, pal's coming. 
like a, it's a it's big time pile. Big time pile. It's like the Kisner story. This ain't no hobby. Big time pile. It's the Kisner story. This ain't no hobby. It's BTP, right? Big time pal. So he's coming, and he's he's a you guys that group from the back. It's going to be competitive with all of us, but we got some sticks coming. I hope JJ can make it, and I hope like you know, PD or one of the other guys too can come on up and do it because it's with with that with that group coming out there and that hang. That's such a. That's I a I really game. hope Mitch and the Gimp is so much fun. I really hope Mitch Berger can make it. I really hope he decides he can go. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna have a great. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then he it's got. Be fun. He said he got uh, Ken Bryant's gonna. Does he play golf? Yeah, he's a good he? player. He's like a five six handicap. Right. Yeah, so he's gonna he's coming out with us, um, and Kenton is going to be playing for us our group and the club. He's going to be playing, I think, both nights at Dismal River out back for an acoustic set. So we get to golf with them. And then we got Kenton out back fire with scotch and steaks after dinner. Oh. So how cool is that to see that level of talent up close? And he's he's with us. I think he's officially booked. So get to meet Kenton Brown a little bit. Maybe you guys can do a duet to get back there. You can do the, like, islands in the stream or something. Terry, uh, you know what? Here's the thing. When you mentioned that to me the other night, I actually went online and listened to it. And I have to I have to say, it was it was mildly impressive. But Melissa looked at me. She's like, what are you listening to? And I said, just enjoy it. Just, you know, I don't really know which, which notes I'm going to hit. But karaoke is my biggest fear, well, by the way. You got, you got to do Dolly's part, don't you? <laughs> I mean, Kenton's got to be Kenny. Well, maybe, you got to be. Here's the thing: I may have to get a few of those new COVID tests in order to hit the Dolly Parton notes. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or you know what? You might be able to get JJ up there. He might actually wear a wig and do it. Oh, he's he's going to be a wild man on this makes it. I, just, up. I hope he makes it. How you, are we going to keep the IPA in stock for this guy? I mean, he drinks like craft beer. We'll we'll just tell him to. Do, they'll just take care of it for him. Slauson's going to run him over again. <laughs> Like, he's going to knock him down a sand at, like, 2,000 feet in the air, and J.J.'s going to wind up in the bottom of the <laughs> Something crazy is going to happen. I, I wanna, something, after, something's going to get broke. After seeing Slauson post that video of him hitting balls in the blizzard, I've wanted nothing more than to meet the guy. Best. I'm, he's like, the, he's, that group of guys from Nebraska is, are, 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 are just the great, like, it, first off, just great people. Fun to hang out with. And the dynamics, I don't know how it started. We had people coming from all over. And sometimes we do like a golf trip, you know, it's like, well, how's everybody going to get along? And I had guys from our club and then my buddy came from Minneapolis. He was like, a, he's like the best 18 ever because he like plays to his handicap and he grinds the hell out of it. He's competitive. So you had like all of these characters that all kind of met, you know, some of the guys didn't all know each other. And we a great trip. So the the groundwork had been laid for this trip. It's like that group is Riggins, Woody, Slaw. Like those guys are the best. Fun. I I, I could even you know it's not because like whatever they played the NFL. I, I could give two shits less. It's just those guys are that much fun to hang out with. They are that much fun. I mean, there were times where I was literally last. I mean, but had had me just literally in tears, like doubled over. In tears laughing. The guys are that much fun to hang out. So we're going to have, like, we got the vibe of this trip. So the guys we're bringing, I think, fit into the vibe of this competitive group of guys who like to beat the hell out of each other 
but we'll just talk shit the entire time and then go have beers and steak words and like do it all over again all day long. No one wants to lose. Nobody in that group wants to lose. So who? So so if I show so up, who should I who should I expect as my partner in terms of handicaps? What do you, do you, are we? Uh, is it a partner? Well, is it a partner thing? We change, it, we, do you change every day? Yeah, because yeah, sometimes we'll change it each nine. Oh, nice. So because we play like we play like thirty six or fifty day sometimes, at least thirty six. So you're changing it all the time. So then they can just because ha- it's handicaps, and then you do it with partners. So. Because you could be out there, if you're off the grid, we don't want to be searching for balls for, I mean, it could, you know. So you got a part. You just, it's just nest ball. Love it. With handicap, right? I- so if you're out, you play aggressive, it's like, it doesn't matter. Your overall score doesn't matter. But then you'll get, like, shit talking where all of a sudden, okay, after the whole match. No, 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 no. It's, I've had enough of it, DW. Me and Riggins are going to go. Pick somebody. I don't care. How the matches just happen based on shit talking, right? Does that make any sense? Which is like the matchup. Hundred percent love that. Um, I if, if I ever am your partner out there, which it, it sounds like it might be inevitable at some point, um, I'll leave you that hundred. Oh, we're taking on somebody. somebody. I'll leave you that hundred and sixty yard distance that you can hit that hybrid in every single time, and we'll go from there. Well, no, there's no alternative. You're playing your ball to the hole. Well, no, I get that, but, you might, but we, might, well, we might want to throw a curveball at it and say, hey, like you we guys could. won that we one. We're going to go alternate shot, shot on this one. Uh, low handicaps at T-balls. You know, you can always throw a little wrench in the spoke there, get a little, get a little action. The, um, the other game I heard about uh, that happened down in Mexico, DJ Tour player not to be named, was that they had a match – between it was him and his buddy, and then his brother. They gave his brother like 18 shots, and his brother's probably a 10 handicap. He had 18 shots, and they said you get as many mulligans as you want, but you have to take a shot of tequila before you hit your mulligan. <laughs> it's a bet. The prop bet. The prop bet. But PGA Tour Pro yeah. unnamed shot 58 or 59, and I think he only had to take three or four mulligans, maybe like. I mean, dr- that's I'm drunkenly golfing your-, golfing your ball in Mexico to be playing really well. And I think it would. I think that could, well, that could be ugly though, because you could use this net for thirty six holes though. Well, Slauson, I think Slauson's got the beat on us, unless you turn back the clocks to your college days when you were going to southeast Il- southeast Illinois State or wherever it was, um, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Oshkosh. Wisconsin, I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, the beer really flowed up there. I would I prime at that point. I'm slipping a little, or slipping a lot at this point in my career, but I, I can hang for a day or two. Well, and hey. It's not completely lost. Yeah, if you have anybody up there that can give me but, some new Glarus Brewing, uh, just let me know. The best, the best that. brewery. Also, would be a good match. Oh, that stuff it's is so unbelievable. good. It's unbelievable. You go to Wisconsin, you have to drink it. But what, what a good match, I think, is like. Because this would just be fun for us to watch. Like, you and Woody, I get JJ and Big Time Pow. Oh, shit. Where it's like almost no handicap. Like, everyone's just playing, essentially, everyone in that group's better than zero. What, what is Woody's handicap? So it's handicap? just throw the handicaps away. Zero or plus one. Okay, because after seeing him at the Big so Money Classic, I might have to negotiate some shots. I think he was, I don't think he played much until Well, he point. couldn't He's have. a legit zero. No, I'm sure Danny's a legit zero. The thing was... I remember seeing that he was playing 
And I went on and just looked at the scores to see how he did. I think he played better the second day. Um, but when you're coming from Nebraska in the middle of winter in, in December and you're going yeah, down to or January, you're going down to play in Florida, that's that's a tough deal. I, I mean, I played in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and it felt like I hadn't, I hadn't touched a club much in two months. And it's and – I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you have that kind of a layoff. It's – you just don't have where, uh, it. I think there's enough good shots in there. Like, uh, where'd you play in Vegas again? You know, got to play the Summit Club. Unbelievable. Yeah. That place is so cool. It's a Discovery Land property. You know, it's just like the coolest vibe of fun out there. Then I uh, drove up to Mesquite to play uh, Wolf Creek. Mm-hmm. I think that's called where they built that course out of the mountains. It's like if Golden Tee. That was crazy. Yeah. I've never seen a course like that. So, no, got a little golfing. But, God, yeah, I mean, I think TW is rusty. I think he's... He'd be like in the summer when he was playing all the time. He might have got up to like plus two, but he's 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 good and he kills it. He's a great competitor. Obviously, he's not going to bit the bit. Right. Like that's the other. But you thing. don't guys who are professional athletes, man. They're yeah, good. no, they it, it, no. But the, uh, I mean, you don't qualify for a USGA event being a slouch. I mean, exactly. I mean, he qualified for the four ball with his buddy. I mean, you're you're doing that. You're you're a legit player. You qualify for a USGA event. You're a legit player. Um. Yeah, like no. that that would be fun for us to watch you guys go at it though. From the tips on the Nicholas course, out the Big Boy Dismal course, you know, four players of that level, no shots. Let's do it. Okay. That would, and I have no idea if you you could take any of those four players and interchange idea who would win. We could. I, the thing is, I gotta I gotta see what JJ's handicap is because I got called out the other day for having a Hollywood handicap that I couldn't that I couldn't play to. And uh, I'm like, here's the here's the thing. I am my handicap at our course because I play our course all the time and I know it and all the other stuff. Uh, um, the the guys on tour that are plus fives, like John Rom, they're traveling plus five handicaps. So don't you know? That's low to me. Yeah, they, they got to be like plus seven or eight. Aren't well, they? I think Rom is plus five. Um, because the thing is, when they're playing, when are you plus? Uh, but right now, my handicap from the blue tees, which is one up at Pinnacle Peak, is plus seven. And then going back to the championship blacks, I think it's plus five or six. And I just Holy I just had God. a run where since I started working and not caring as much about what every shot meant in golf, you know, I threw in a couple 64s, a couple 63s. You know, I, I basically have to shoot 60. Seven sixty-six to maintain my handicap, but if I go out there and shoot sixty-nine, it doesn't move the needle at all the other way. Right. And so right. that's where it's like it, basically with handicaps, what they've always done is they measure your potential, and you're supposed to shoot your handicap once out of every ten rounds. And well, JJ's got to be a plus five or plus. He does, six, but but the he? thing is, JJ is going to these. I mean, here's the thing: the Monday qualifier that he played in San Diego. I hope he posts that. Because Ryan French said he was sniffing 80, trying to break 80. And the weather out there was a flipping snow hurricane. And for his handicap, if he gets that, hopefully they don't throw it out to keep it. He can move back down to a plus four, you know, somewhere in there. But J.J., Ryan French had J.J. stats out of – he has not shot over par in a qualifier in, like, I think over a year. Or something. Yeah, he's 30, 10 events. He's 36 under and like, it's averaging like three or four under if you add it all up. Right. Or something which, which, and here's the thing in regular tour golf is awesome. In Monday qualifiers, it's like 
good playing, but you got to sneak in a couple more. And the fact that I was heartbroken he did not make it into the Sony in the playoffs. I was so close. Yeah, yeah, so close. Because he would have gone. He's going to get, he's going to. Go ahead. He's he's getting close. Like, he's going to get into a couple of these. He's he's trending the right way. Well, he's playing some really good golf lately. Right. He, he hasn't. He's chasing that 130-mile-an-hour, uh, I think it's clubhead speed, I think is what he's chasing. He's up to 127 miles an hour as a day. You have that one and only Twitter troll, Paul Regali. He's always trolling everybody, uh, making fun of him. But, I mean, that guy is just a slap. I mean, good Lord. Well, we got to get to our licks since you are PGA Tour kind of – what do you call it? The horse whistle PGA Tour because <laughs> no one knows you, but you know everybody. You? All right, so give me give me what we've seen. So we haven't talked since you know the holidays and everything. So in the last like couple three minutes here, give me your synopsis of what you're seeing on tour this year. A couple trend lines you're thinking, what you're hearing from inside information, and kind of like give me your quick. You know, we're one month into the season. Would you know? Yeah, I mean, take? you're one month into the season, but I mean, really, you're two, three months, you know, because it starts with the, uh, yeah, you know, it starts with the God. What, what they move? They moved everything around, but yeah, I can't even remember it. Was it safe? Safeway. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was But I mean, look at it this way. But um, you know, Victor Hovland grabs his second win. Mayakoba, great win for him. One point three million. Robert Streb came out of the woodwork and hit that hit that shot to what an inch two inches in the playoff to win he's been struggling lately well right? it just shows how crazy right. it's just well you know two years after working with club pro guy two years after working with club pro guy they made it i mean they they made it big moment for cpg it's a big moment i you know it, it's validation for his uh well he had to he had to suspend he had to suspend stan perry from the club so money's money's a little tight for those guys right now so it's good that he was able to get a commission from uh, Robert Streb. I think that three percent winner's fee goes to the coach. Yeah, yeah. So with Stan out of there, definitely revenue is going to be a little bit shy. But right. like you said, if uh, if I mean it, it, bad consequences, that's, so that's Stan too bad. Stan knew this. Yeah, he he did. He, he knew it going in. He was he was playing with on. a mixed group too. I mean, the guy's got to know better on those lag butts. Um, I mean, Kevin I Kevin Nod getting the win Sony Open. Uh, Kevin Nod no doubt in my mind, a Hall of Famer. I mean, he seems like he gets a win every year, every other year. I mean, just like low-key. And, and the fact, I don't even think, has Kevin not even played a President's Cup? No, that's what I'm just going to, no, I'm just going to say, you Ryder Cup him with as good as he putts. Do you want him I on that Ryder Cup team to up with like? I 100% want him on my team in the Ryder Cup. I don't want him on my team in the last round of the QB shootout. I'll, I'll just, I'll just say that. You watch the last round of the QB, QB shootout when he was paired with O'Hare, he didn't make anything. Um, wasn't hitting the ball out of his shadow. But in, in terms of how he puts, yes, you can find if you put if you put him with a guy like like a Matt Kuchar. Well, yeah, if you put him with a guy like Matt Kuchar, or do you put do you put him with a bomber? But if you if you, you put, put him, him if you put him with a like bomber you... though, that puts way too much emphasis on Kevin's putting and way too much emphasis on the bomber because if the bomber puts it into the woods. And you got to take Kevin's ball 190 yards out in the rough. That's that's not ideal, you know. Um, I just I like him on the Ryder Cup because you need guys who can make you, right. I you got to make agree. putts, and that dude can putt. He can. He's putt. good. He's he's just 
how many years has he been? He's been on a tour for something like 12 or 13 years. So, yeah, or since he was 19 or 20. But yeah, but he's getting a win now every year like clockwork. Like, yeah. start a new season. Oh, Kevin, not a win. Here we go again. Like, it's just literally turning into a ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Right, he snuck in, um, won the Colonial he's, a couple of years ago. Um, after he, he's good. He won the Shriners. He won the Shriners whipping the golf ball back when he was with Titleist and Izon. I mean, he's just. I think he's underappreciated. Good, right? And and the thing is, is, is I think I think good. Kevin Na from from what I've heard, I think Kevin Na was left off of a lot of Ryder Cup, Presidents Cups teams, whatever you want to call them. Because early on, he had an attitude about him that people didn't like. Like, kind of like the Patrick Reed. People would not piss on him if he was on fire. He just had his own deal. He didn't talk to anybody. Um, basically, you know, like I, I, just other guys that I have heard who have played on tour and are moved on from them that now, they did not like Kevin Knott. Like, didn't like him one bit. And I think he's turned that around and he's super established on the PJ tour and Tiger Woods is joking with him at TPC Sawgrass a couple of years ago, walking the putts in and all that other stuff. And I think he's kind of embraced that to the point where they're now like, like people are embracing him. He's embracing other people. You know, he's not like a lot of the Asian culture that's on tour where it's like, Hey, I have myself, I have my team. Um, I'm going to go play a practice round with just my caddy and my eight coaches. Leave me the F alone. I had him on the podcast, and we talked a little bit before and after like we always did. And Jordan, he's he's a good dude, man. Like, I enjoyed talking to him and having him on. Like, funny, easygoing. Like, he was he was cool as hell. Yeah. Like, I, spending some time with him. Like, I like Kevin now. Right. And I, I, I just think did. He's like, just, he's a good dude. I think dude. he just made that transition where he just kind of let his guard down a little bit. And he's turned into a good dude that everybody on tour likes. Um, the other thing, I, I'm not going to bat. That was my sense yeah. of him. Like, I liked him. Yeah. The other guy I'm not going to bat an eye out is um, Harris English. How good a golf is that guy playing? Man, is he playing some golf? Talk like, about easy, right? Just bomb it out there, hit the ball, put it in the, you know, put it in the hole, next hole. He's like, I think he's finding the most out of his talent. I 100% agree. The thing was, people forget, Harris was a really good player. Uh, not going to say it's against an equipment company, but he was a really good player early on. And then he signed a contract with Callaway and he switched coaches. And when you go from playing ping all your life to going to playing Callaway, it's a different animal. Callaway's products are super hot. Ping's products are not super hot. They're consistent. You always know what you're going to get with ping, but ping is a, if you don't grow up playing ping, you don't see a lot of players go to, hey, like, I've had Callaways for all these years. I'm going to go get a set of pings. You don't see that. Um, you see people leaving ping and going to different companies because they're going to pay them a lot of money to go play their product. And I think what happened was he switched coaches. He went into a different club company, ruined his confidence, left that coach. He's now back with his old coach. He's back with ping. And the dude is seeing the ball going through whatever window he's hitting it through. Sean and Kevin Na played with Harris English, Matt Kuchar, final day of the QBE. And there was a shot, and I think it's a 16 pole part three. Sean goes, I hit five or six iron, high draw in there to, you know, 
15 feet. He goes, Harris English hit a cut six iron to three feet. And he goes, it was one of the best shots he's ever seen anyone hit. He goes, the guy is just playing unreal golf. He's, uh, the wind's not surprising. I mean, he was trending. No, so, I'll, all right, last yep. question for, well, I got, yeah, I got, I got, well, I have to ask you this is the last question, but, uh, big tournament this week feels like big boy, big boy golf tournament, uh, down in San, do you like this week if you're, cause we'll, we'll, we'll get this out before the week, uh, the week ends probably go out Friday. Oh, today's Thursday. I have not uh, looked. So without, uh, even looking at your board, do you have a, uh, a pick that you like right now for with the farmers that's that's tough i mean normally with the farmers you got to play i mean god you i mean you got to play rain or shine cold weather it's end of january in california the ball is not going anywhere um i i really like cameron smith the guy i played with the guy canadian key school several years ago and he is an absolute one of the nicest kids I've ever met. He's a freak athlete. He started coming into his own and getting comfortable on tour. Yeah, he has so much power. Um, he, he has so much power. And he's finally figuring, starting to figure it out and harness it in. It looks a little bit. But, I mean, I like I like Cameron Smith. I like Wyndham Clark. Um, you know, Wyndham took a lot of time off after the end of the year. He kind of took a couple months and just, Spent time with his family the last round in the last nine holes at American Express. Um, you could see he started getting getting it back into the red numbers, started finding a groove. I really like Wyndham, and Wyndham really likes Torrey Pines. I think I think um, Cameron Davis, Wyndham Clark, Scotty Scheffler. I think I think they're all going to get wins this year. Yeah, but but this week, if I if I had to go with one guy, I'd probably pick Cameron Davis this week. Any other tidbits or little things we should know about just from your I mean you like know, who's dating who's dating who's relations. out there? See who Kim's hat deal. Eh, just golf in general. Um you know, any any other golf tidbit, look out for this or watch that and you know, I knew I had one more question. Is there any people in the you know, listening to golf podcast should be, I don't know, a little bit aware of things you're seeing, trend lines the or, new I'll tell you this, like in terms that, of the words of in wisdom terms of equipment, um, I just ordered the Ping G425 driver. It was good. However, Earth's the new good. Titleist driver from when I played it has made huge strides, super hot. Um, it's a great looking club. And it also gets me excited because I know Sub 70 Golf is coming out with their first driver in a couple months. The, the 849 Pro in standard, what? Probably like April or May. It's good. I had it out in Vegas. It, it, I had the pro version. Couldn't be happier with it. It's, I could work it both long. I'm excited about this one. A lot of carbon fiber, a lot of adjustable weights. Like it, I think we got it. So we'll, we'll, I'll be curious to see. We'll send you one out. You, you know, and I, I, we will have to like get a comparison for you of, of how it performs. And it's to the standard that uh, we think it's at, but I'm, I'm pretty confident it's going to do quite well. Um, once it gets out of place. So we'll definitely, Get you a twelve degree with a four degrees <laughs> face and senior flex shaft and start it right and just yell hook and you could walk around you know aimlessly what? a little bit, a little confused. If that, if that happened, if that happened, I would have to go with old Bill Murray from Caddyshack. I'd have to cut my right Achilles, so I'd hang back on my right side 
in order to block it into, feel like I'm blocking it into the woods every time, uh, you know, just to counteract the 12 degree, four degree shed. 12 degree hook. <laughs> exactly. Be perfect. Oh, another dark horse I got to say, I think he's going to get a win this year is Ryan Palmer. That guy played so good last he's year. He's playing good. He played so wow. good for many years. Like, I think Ryan Palmer he's a is going to get a win this year. Ball striking Jesse, man. If his putter, if his putter stays consistent for four days, as good as he hits it. Right? I mean, I think that's kind of his key. He's gotta, he's gotta make. Points. I, he's getting close. He's playing he, really. He's good. playing really good golf. I remember I talked with Dave Stockton. Yeah, we made this is maybe a year or two ago, and I, I just asked him like, "What do you think about Ryan Palmer's putting stroke?" And he said, "Him, his dad worked with him a little bit, um, just getting stuff done. You know, like, like he really likes it. There's, you know, one other thing he said that was that was really good about it, and then one other thing he didn't like about it when he started getting into trouble." And basically, he told me Ryan Palmer's caddy had a talk with him because Ryan was just miserable on the golf course. He was just wanting to win so bad or play so well. He was just miserable to be around. He was putting way too much pressure on himself. And his caddy goes, hey, either you're going to have a lot more fun out here or you're going to have to find someone else to get on your bag. Ryan Palmer goes, okay, we'll just say screw it. We'll go out there and have a good time. And ever since then, the guy's top 25 in it every week. Something to be said for that, isn't it? Mindset, right? I think sometimes, too, you know, you guys push so hard, try so hard. Sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you can over, I know it's a cliche, but over try, right? Always. Put too much pressure versus just letting it happen and just kind of DJing it, right? Like, I don't know, man. I'm going to hit a power fade down the fairway. I'm going to hit the 8 iron to 12 feet. And I'm going to make Yeah, the exactly. I don't know. Next yeah. hole. I mean, all you can do Next is just be in every shot, one shot at a time. That's all you can do. And I can't, uh, yeah. And like I said, you're gonna, you're gonna see the focus I'm gonna have and just trying, but not over trying to hit Mike's hybrid from 182 <laughs> oh, that was to a, the middle of greens. Was like, it wasn't 170 or 160. It was 182. Perfect. Six hybrid, like 185, solid little cut, and it's just you know I don't run with it. I can't. But we're going center of greens. We're gonna try to par the competition to death. That's what I do. Old man golf. Down the middle, on the green, two putt par, next hole. We're not just going to try and hit par fives and two. A little dangerous for my game. We're going to plot it to here. We're going to five wood it to here. We're going to wedge it to the middle of the green. I'm going to two putt. I'm going to shoot 76 like an old man from the most boring thing you've ever seen. And then you're when we're going to win our match. Golfers like, golfers like you are the reasons golfers like me get aggressive and try and birdie every hole. And then you're you're the fallback guy. You're the Alamo, because I know you're never going to be in trouble doing that. I'm bunt, bunt, putt, <laughs> bunt, bunt, putt, putt. That's all I got. That's hey, all my, I my got, boss bro. called me. My boss That's called all. me slap slap today. So, <laughs> well, don't worry. We'll get that fixed by the time Dismal comes out. But uh, yeah, let's do this again, my man. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the insights. Always fun. Um, let me know how that Chesterfield goes down, how you're feeling after about three or four of those one morning. That could be a, another follow-up for I the will, podcast uh, to see if we need a lung transplant after a half of those I things. Will, uh, I will definitely be more in the bag <laughs> next time I talk to you, and I'll be sending you pictures. I think the last picture I sent you was a bottle of wild turkey at Christmas that you said wasn't real wild turkey. It was. <laughs> well, you know, we, the, the podcast now hasn't for you, so you almost have to live up to it now. 
Uh, do you think that we could get some shirts? This is what with, it is. You created the monster. With the new Sub-70 apparel line, do you think that we could get some shirts made? Asking for a friend. Like we could do like a special line yeah. just for, you know, like like our favorite elite athletes like yourself? Yeah, Mike Dominic Golf, Chesterfield yeah. and Wild Turkey never hit it so far. And just have them like like a dancing pattern on the shirts, like the, the like Tabasco kind of used to do, but with Chesterfields and wild turkey bottles. Well, don't, you gotta have something you gotta like have that. it so the sleeve you can it's easily roll up, so you can put the pack of smokes Rolled it in up. your sleeve. I'm yeah. sure you did one of those rocking the '69 Chevelle back in the day. It was a, it was an '84 Z28, but uh, no, that was just the mullet flying <laughs> in the, with White Snake going. It's a good look. It was the 80s. Don't try. I, 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 I was born in the what 80s. No, I'm sorry. It would have been. <laughs> different eight, well, No, I would have been 1689. So, yeah, that was. Ooh. That was about accurate. That was a body glove t shirt, a full mo- six foot one and about 148 pounds. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's good but look. Those are, mar- those those are, are Marlboro look, Reds, though, at that point. Yeah, that one smoked uh, rolls back in that day. To, uh, it was either light or full cowboy killers. Yeah, it wasn't exotic like Chesterfields <laughs> or. Oh, uh, you know, Benson and Hedges or anything like that. I mean, I'm from a town of a thousand in the middle of nowhere. You just you smoke Marlboros and you, you know, you lived the, you took the T-tops off and you put the Casinia, live life to the fullest, man. That's that's what we did. That's what we did. All right, don't hurt yourself. I, I, I got to go put these steaks on. All right, All right always fun. Talk to you later. All right, later. <laughs>